Hey everybody, today I have a very special episode of the None of Your Business podcast all lined up for you. Today we're going to be talking with Gen Z marketing expert, Connor Blakely. We brought him on the podcast to talk about his upcoming project called Brew, B-R-U, Beer. You're gonna love it. This 20-year-old dreaming up the launch of a beer company, the marketing behind it, and exactly how he plans to take his Brew Company Nationwide. Hey, what's up, everybody? We're here today with none other than Connor Blakely, who is over time or has over time become a great friend, but also even at his young age, a great mentor, not only to Lacey and I, but to a lot of the people in Black Diamond Club. And so we're super honored to have him with us today to discuss a little bit of everything. Yeah, a little bit of everything. And actually, uh, I just noticed, Connor, I think it was yesterday, maybe it was even this morning, I can't get my times right, that Brew, the beer company that you started, finally has its own Instagram account. And I was excited. I liked it. Did that just come out? Yeah, yeah. So we finally secured the handles across all social media at Drink Brew and um, finally uh, got all the stuff from the design team, all the final packaging, the final beer can. Um, the social assets, as you saw, probably on the page, just putting up a teaser, the landing page actually should go up this afternoon before the main site and infrastructure goes up. So we finally got that part of everything rolling. And just because it had to be approved by the government, the actual canon labeling had to be approved by the government at a federal level, at a state level, we had to secure permits, both in Ohio, Arizona, um, and still waiting on Pennsylvania. Um, so yeah, no, it was definitely a lot. Well, let's start there. Let's start with Brew Beer. Tell us, uh, yeah. tell us about it. What is it? Um, why are you doing it? How's it going to work? Yeah. So uh, basically 20 years old. Uh, I've been drinking since I was like 14 with my friends in basements uh, across the country. Uh, the people would bring the same beers. People would bring Bud Light and Natty and Natty tastes like piss water and Bud Light is just eh. And the brand doesn't necessarily resonate or serve young people. It's kind of just like it kind of just lags through time and they only win because of the distribution. So I figured there had to be a way to game the system to get distribution and leverage influencers to kind of achieve massive awareness. Um, And yeah, so I want to, and after I sold the youth marketing agency uh, last summer, I wanted to find a company where I could kind of leverage all of my strengths into an industry where um, companies were acquired, not off of EBITDA, but off of net revenue and uh, a, kind of company that was actually recession proof. So that's how we came across the alcohol space. And it's weird because everyone starts tequilas, everyone starts vodkas, everyone's doing that kind of stuff, but no one ever really starts beer. And I didn't know why, but as I was doing research, um, uh, and obviously you guys work with Jay and know Jay. So I was trying to find ways to cut corners and try to really innovate the entire industry, which is hard when it's mandated at a federal and a state level so figuring out kind of ways to game that system and and do it and i really think we really think we cracked the code so uh couldn't be more excited about it actually good news today is we found out that we were actually allowed to ship 
directly from our brewery to 12 different states in the United States. So we actually, we have to get permits in all the states and licensing, obviously, but um, it cuts out it cuts out a GoPuff, it cuts out a retailer um, and gives us the ability to just track our own sales online, literally built on top of Shopify. Uh, I got to say though, one of the things that you've done just amazingly well, and you said it is, is really been able to create the brand to resonate with not only your generation, but I think a lot of generations we, we have shown people that brew like the packaging and people, the first thing they always say too, is when they look at the alcohol content, yeah. Right, which you did, and I'll ask you, which you did. It is six point nine percent alcohol. They say, is that intentional? <laughs> a million percent, and it's yeah. literally the entire thing. And what well, it's something cool. I got to send you guys this later because I only send you the can, not the actual packaging. On the packaging, we have this thing. Uh, it's the brew origin story. So on right. White Claw, it says like, oh, we're FDA regulated, we're gluten free, like blah blah. blah. No one gives a fuck. Like no one cares about that. So for the brew origin story, it's literally, literally the story of brew. It talks about how I was drinking with my friends in a basement and I came up um, and I was like, this tastes like shit. I'm not drinking natty. And I would go everywhere. And my friend was so drunk uh, that he was trying to say brew as uh, he was trying to say bro. And it came out as brew. And I was like, brew, B-R-E-W and B-R-U, they're kind of synonymous. That that must be like the light bulb kind of turned on. So that like that origin story is literally on the packaging. Um, so it's super exciting. The 6.9% is 100% intentional. And it, it's intentional for two reasons. Obviously in a sexual way, 69. Oh yeah, like for sure intentional in that way. But the other way, which is actually interesting that not a lot of people know is uh, Natty Light has about 4.5 uh, at its highest for Natterdays, 5, 5.3, 5.5% alcohol content per 12 ounce can. And you're paying around $18 for a 30 rack. And Bud Light uh, and White Claw are at about 5% per can. Uh, Bud Light's 12 ounce, uh, White Claw is a little bit larger. So I was like, people aren't drinking this stuff. It's hard. The, the quality of product actually doesn't matter in alcohol because it all – Unless you're a massive – to college kids, it all tastes the same, right? So normally when someone hops beer – and by the way, I'm not a beer guy at all. I'm learning on the fly and the brewers are teaching you this stuff. But normally when you brew something with hops, it makes it less smooth. And most people, when they put flavors in drinks, they initiate the flavor through the hops, which makes the beer less smooth but more flavorful. But you can't chug it, and it's more of like an old – time beer drinker type thing. So the same way that Blue Moon is made, not where it's flavored citrus, but not through the actual hops, it's flavored citrus literally because they take orange peels and throw them in the thing. So we're actually brewing it with orange peels, much like Blue Moon does. Um, and the 6.9% is just to accomplish the same mission, j just in a cheaper, better tasting, um, and kind of a brand that just resonates resonates with everyone and we we did i got to talk to jay about this but our slogan is actually uh brewed for us by us like damon right. john fubu right yeah, well it's a good thing no one gives a shit about fubu in the last 10 years number one but number <laughs> two uh they don't own they didn't own the trademark in the beverage space so we have it trademarked in the beverage space they only had it apparel and damon's business yep. owner owned it so we have it trademarked in the beverage space now um and that and like for us, by us, it it for Damon, it meant, even though in a TMZ video, he didn't say this. I know for a fact, just from knowing them and the culture at the time, that it meant like, like, hey, our brand for black culture. This is our brand for hip hop, right? 
for us by us for brew when it's brewed for us by us means us as in whoever you're drinking it with, right? Whether it's in a basement in Cleveland, Ohio, at a frat party in Cincinnati or in Florida on the beach, it's us like for us is literally just whoever you're with and the experience that you're living in. And I think that's something that everyone can resonate with um, who's especially young, just because I really feel like that whole industry has neglected its most powerful uh, and motivated consumer. Yeah. Well, your background is in marketing and you have had um, massive success in helping others market. And now that you have this company of your own brew, Tell us a little bit what your marketing strategy is going to be. How are you going to win that game? Yeah. You're up against giants like Natty and, and, and Anheuser-Busch and Coors. Well, here's the good thing about giants is they're run by a bunch of – yeah. so they're run by a bunch of – and I'm going to be an old white guy one day, so I can't – I'm not – not <laughs> but I'm not going to – when I'm an old white guy, I'm not going to pretend to know everything that's going on. And what's good about Anheuser-Busch and Miller Coors and Boston Beer Company is they don't even fucking pretend to know what's going on. They have a billion dollar balance sheet every year to go and buy companies for 15 times revenue, right? So they, they're they literally saying, hey, like we're just gonna buy these up rather than adapt ourselves, which is amazing for us. Um, but yeah, I have a background in marketing, youth marketing, Gen Z kind of stuff and activating with influencers. And I mean, my parents and close friends will tell you since the time I was 14, 15, I've been on record saying, even in an interview in like 2015 with Brandon Steiner, I said, I don't know what the company that I'm going to start that will make that will like be that first kind of launch pad um, into leveraging all my talents, creating a lot of IP and then exiting it. Um, I said I like five years ago, I would say, I don't know what that company is going to be yet, but this is in my plan. And when I finally, after I sold the agency and then I looked back at all of the industries and all of these things, it was literally like that light bulb went on for this plan. Um, I mean, one of the cool things that we're doing is we have a lot of, not all of them officially signed yet, um, like big time contracts, a lot of them under letters of intent so far, but we have a lot of influencers and celebrities that are friends of mine who, for instance, a musician, right? Sway Lee is a big rapper, big time rapper, a lot of hits. We're, we're going to college fraternities and we're saying, hey, if you guys buy 2,500 cases of this, then we're going to bring Sway Lee to your campus. Uh, not just to your campus, to your fraternity, and you guys are going to have a party, except we're not going to tell anyone, and it's going to be this big viral moment. So we're actually getting free marketing from people who are buying brew, uh, just from the virality that's online and, and stuff like that. So they're actually buying our product and giving us free social media push, and um, our influencer or celebrity or musician, whoever the hell we're bringing to the university, it's content for us. So it's get it, it's giving us marketing material as well. So that kind of model obviously isn't sustainable long-term, but the beautiful part about it is in that first six month run, every time we launch in a new state every month for six months, that viral content is going to build up. Buzz starts to build up. The brand starts to build up. And the coolest part about it on top of that is it's also customer acquisition, right? All these fraternities have sororities coming. They have people coming. They're drinking the beer. Then they're like, oh, shit, what's this? 6.9%. Is this by us? Is this new? Yeah, it's new. Do you see all these people who are involved with it? Check out their Instagram. That's literally how this shit happens. So for this to be a $10 million um, a year company in revenue, we need to sell 60,000 cases a month. On average, a, a male young person who's in college and in a fraternity buys two to three, 24, 30 racks a month. We need to acquire 30,000 customers, um, not just in Ohio, across all, literally all of the states in order for this to be a $10 million company. So 
to me, when you look at the numbers of the people we have and the influencers and other people like that, it's just 30,000. It seems a little crazy that that it wouldn't happen that way. Um, obviously, nothing happens perfectly, but I, I really think all the ducks are in a row for that to happen. Um, unless someone comes out as the next Harvey Weinstein on our roster, which would suck. Um, <laughs> that would really fuck things up. But luckily in the contracts with them, if they a drug charge is one thing, an underage in their past is one thing. But if you get arrested for like murder, right, then all their equity just goes right back to the pool. Um, and they didn't, they don't get it anymore. So yeah, that, that, that was a lot, but. <laughs> so here, so Connor, you just continually impress me. But the thing I love most about you is you're just freaking fearless, like fearless. So do you have any advice for people? Cause there's a lot of people in business at any age that just get that like analysis paralysis, overthink and stop themselves from doing anything like what what do you like what would you say to them yeah no i definitely overthink here's what i think it is i think that there's so much in people's personal life that they don't have solved and just assume that business and their personal life are separate um and then you can't do anything in business if the stuff in your personal life like all that blockage in your brain i think of like your brain as like a clogged artery for people who eat a lot of fried food. So like, how do you get all that clog out of your brain? It's like, you really have to take yourself and work on yourself. And I mean, people have trauma in in bad imprints locked up in their brain for their whole life and don't know it. Um, So kind of those first steps you take to do it really propel you to have, like when you really start to work on yourself and see results, it gives you confidence. Um, I I'm different. That was advice for people who aren't like me. I've just always been like this. It's crazy because in Northeast Ohio and across the country, like it's like new people will meet me, new people will see me online or know me or whatever it is. And they'll be like, or they'll meet me and they'll be like, oh, like Connor's confident, Connor's cocky. I've even gotten called a douchebag, shocker. Um, like all that stuff. I'm just like, okay, go talk to my friends. And then when they get to know me and then they talk to my friends, they'll realize, damn, he's actually always been this way and he'll admit when he's wrong and like all of these other things. So I don't know. I've just kind of always been this way. And anyone who's been around me long enough kind of knows that. And they think it's funny. My parents think I'm a little crazy. So would you say that's like, cause you are so well connected. Would you say that that's where like a lot of your connections have come from? Just your ability to just go up to people, talk to them. Like, yeah, I, I just think that I care. Like I actually do care and I want to see, I want to see people win. I want to see good people do well. And if you can help someone in that way, like it, it's an amazing thing. So what we can use Mark as an example, right? So Mark right now with me is probably like, yo, what the fuck? Did you try to hire fucking awesome? And then all this other shit. But like when he sits back and looks at it and like looks at what I've done for him without like just being straight up, like Mark's never done anything for me, like at all. So like Mark, look at the fucking score. Like you can be, you can be like, wow, wow or whatever. Not trust me just because of that one thing. But when you look at the game and the score, it's like, dude, I've done like X, Y, and Z. And like, all I wanted to be was like your friend. Cause I think you're cool. And I look up to you. So, and by the way, how I met Mark was we were both speaking at the same event in Phoenix. And actually this is a great proxy, I guess, to fearlessness. Cause I guess this might scare most people. He was on the panel and I'd spoken beforehand, but he didn't see me speak. So he didn't even know that I was a speaker at the event. And on the panel, he was talking about Jay Abraham and he looks over at the other guy on the panel. He goes, Oh yeah. Like I sent you his, 
newsletter the other day. Like you need to actually fucking read that. I studied this guy's shit like the Bible. So automatically in my head, I'm like, Jay is my homie. I, I, I'm going to go connect them because I think Mark's cool. Not because I want anything because like Mark seems cool and it seems like he would benefit him. Mark seems like he likes to drink, have a glass. Jay Abraham loves a glass. They'll have a good time together. So I straight up walk to him, walk right up to him after the panel. And I'm like, hey, yo, like Jay Abraham's been a mentor of mine for years. I need to put you two together. And he was on, He was just like, no way. He's like, hold on. Who are you? He's like, hold on. Come find me in like 10 minutes because I actually want to talk to you. Then we actually talked. He asked my background. We got to know each other. And he's like, yeah, I really fuck with you. Like, that would be amazing. And next thing you know, literally the next week or two weeks later, I get a selfie of him and Jay Abraham drinking wine together at, uh, at some place in north of San Diego or whatever. And just doing things like that and being fearless in what you know, I, I think is like, it's just really powerful. Like, oh, if Mark would have said fuck off, kid, or whatever, I would have been like, suck my dick. You have no idea who I am. You know what I mean? Like, People who are going to judge you at face value like that, it's like if someone won't take the time to get to know you, why should you even let them? Like why would you even let them? So that's how I try to figure out like who's actually worth helping, spending time with, things like that. Don't get me wrong. I fuck stuff up all the time, like literally all the, all the time. And I'm and But when I actually fuck something up, like I'll go out of my way to make it right. So in the situation with Mark – I didn't fucking do anything. So I'm not worried about it. And I don't have to do anything. It, all he needed was clarity when I when I we when we just talked about the phone. But if I'd actually felt like I'd fuck something up, I would literally like feel horrible. Like you literally saw a look on my face. I was like paralyzed. I'm like, hold on, wait. What's actually like what wait? What's actually going on? So um anytime something like that happens, I'm automatically like oh shit and do go out of my way it's just about going out of your way it's like the harvey McQu- harvey mckay quote it's like unless you show someone how much you care then they're just never gonna know so you're gonna be out at summer camp august 7th and 8th here in indianapolis i don't know which, i don't know where you're gonna be coming from probably driving <laughs> i know i know i'm actually at, wait when is it august yeah i'll be i'll be probably coming from Cleveland because we'll be at the brew offices in Cleveland and I'll probably come from there but I am very excited about that I've actually thought a lot about the content which we have to talk about anyway um, Are, can you ship brew to Indiana is that one of the so, states yeah. so here's what I'm actually able to do because I was thinking okay. about this too I need to know number one how many cases I'm gonna I'm gonna need to bring I'm not gonna be able to bring more than probably 150 um with me just because <laughs> You know, literally because our first run that we're going to have that that's probably going to come out of is like we have 1,200 cases just to give to investors, partners, advisors, my friend, like just people like that to try to bring into the brand before the the 20,000 uh, case run that's happening in August. So I could probably bring two, 200, 250 um, if, if that's enough, they're 24 packs. So that's actually a shit ton of beer. The number keeps going up as we are talking. You start well, at 150. Looking at you and Sean and I'm like, we need to get drunk. I'm going to be 21. By then. Cause I've never <laughs> drank at your guys's house or in my basement or anywhere else. Cause I'm not 21. So right. I gotta wait, uh, wait a week or two. Well, at, exactly. at summer camp, <laughs> VIP after party, Connor's going to be there. Yeah. That'll be uh, super awesome to, yeah. ha- to have you there with your <laughs> uh, right. ID, 21 years old. That's super exciting to, to have you there. And so you're going to you're going to be teaching us some brand new type content, huh? Yeah. And so here I'm actually going to 
I'm going to go off of, I'm going to make it brew themed and I'm going to go actually go off of brew because I was thinking about it. And I actually, this is a favor slash ask that I was going to have for you two. I want to speak directly before um, or directly after um, one of the, like one of the people that are, that are speaking also, just because I want them to look at me in a preeminent way, like it's J Ram shit. So um, if that's possible for you guys, I'll, send you the name separately but um i'm gonna make it super brew themed and um and yeah just like i'm gonna go in depth on marketing and some of the stuff we're doing i'm, I'm gonna stay i'm, I'm gonna talk i'm gonna touch lightly on gen z but it's gonna be more focused on social media not the dennis you social media not the smart stuff i'm gonna talk about the brand centric influencer uh type stuff that i think people will actually be able to learn from and at the end of the day for for your guys' audience I'm going to be an, I'm going to be an awesome speaker, but someone like Dennis, it's just like his shit is so good. His content is just so good that like no one can compete with that. So I'm just going to have fun with it and I'm just going to do, I'm going to do that. Hopefully. Um, yeah. Hopefully I can offend one or two people. It, our yeah. audience loves you though. They're all, they want more water all the time. So, so we've got, we've got Connor, Dennis, you, who you mentioned, Mark Brazil is going to be there going to have uh, Jordan Belfort, Eric Thomas, Chris Winfield, Jen Gottlieb, Matthew Kimberly. It's going to be amazing. Justin yep. Chinapan. It's going to be just an and absolute us. party and it's going to be fun. Yeah, you'll is be there. Too, the is it still in the arena? Yeah, yeah. It's, no, no, it's, it's, no. At the, it's at the Scottish, Scottish Rite, right, which is like an arena. It's, it's, okay. it's huge. Okay. So if, if you're a, if you're a fan of Connor Blakely, go to www.cometosummercamp.com. If we have any luck at all, we're going to have some brew beer there. Hey, what if people and, and it's it's too early now, but what if people want to get brew themselves? What, is there what a wait do they list? do? Is is there there like, yeah, how do they get it? Yeah, the waitlist will actually be up tonight, but in the mean, it'll be the landing page on the domain. But in the meantime, go follow at Drink Brew on Instagram. At, at drink we don't have a lot up there, but it's just a good place to like stay tuned and see when see when some stuff's gonna Perfect. drop and come out. Yeah, love it. Hey man, thanks for dropping in. I know you got stuff to do. Love the uh, new blonde hair, the Bass Pro <laughs> Shop hat, looking good there, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to rock the Sean Dill go- uh, chain going on. <laughs> <laughs> got to get the bling bling. I know, I know. Perfect. Sounds All good. All right, guys, have a good day. Thanks for dropping in. We will see you in August.